I am super thrilled that you're here. We are starting a brand new um, series, and it's called Equipped. And the reason that we're starting it is because we need to be equipped. And so, did you know, and I'm going to get my notes uh, from over here. Anybody remember what happened um, with, uh, with uh, the levees in Louisiana when the levees broke? And do you know that there was, and the death toll to that thing was 1,306. That's how many people died during Katrina. There was at least 1,000 of the 6,644 people that were unaccounted for, 1,000 of them were children, at least. That it decimated whole communities. I mean, literally, we had a part of the United States that went from the United States to like third world country overnight. It decimated property. It decimated uh, communities. It destroyed so much. But what's interesting is that for years, Louisiana officials have been warned of the tragedy that could result if the levees surrounding New Orleans were breached for years. Now, here's the thing. Do you know um, the first recorded uh, time that uh, that was brought up, like, hey, we need to fix these levees or something bad's going to happen. Do you know when it happened? It happened first in 1965. 1965. Because the fact is, is that you could be warned about something coming. You can be told that it exists. But if you don't see it, you think, no, there's no harm here. In fact, when the storms would come, can you imagine how many storms had come since 1965 to that part of the world, to that part of the United States? Could you imagine how many, uh, and, and people would go, well, you guys keep talking that there's this thing of a levee that's going to break, but look, levees are fine. We just had another storm. Beloved, do you think that that kind of warning is necessary in your life? Do you think that you have received warnings that you are ignoring and not responding to? I know that's true for me, oh my goodness. So I remember I first came to Christ and when I came to Christ, I thought that all of my sin was going to go away. Anybody here think that all your sin was going to go away when you first came to Christ? I thought it was all going to be good. And I remember, here's my story. I'm not telling you your story. I'll tell you my story. My story was I started to come to church and everything was good. But I had this thing that I was really wrestling with. I was wrestling with lust and pornography and stuff like that. Again, I'm telling you my story. Whatever, you're, whatever you wrestle with is what you struggle with. I'm just telling you what I struggled with and still struggle with till this day. 
And so what would happen is, is I would come to a Sunday service like this, gather with the believers, love on the people, be loved on, worship Jesus, sing and have glorious moments with the Lord. And what would happen inevitably is that on Sunday I would gather and I would even go to two services. I went to a church that had multiple services and I would go early in the morning and then I would go um, in the afternoon. I would just stay and just I couldn't I needed as much of the people of God and the word of God as I could possibly get. And then you know what would happen on Sunday and Monday, I would be like, I am never going to sin that way again. Do you have a that way that you've told yourself you're never going to sin again? There's, is there, no, just me? Yeah, yeah, there's a few of us, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never sin that way again. And here's what happened. By Tuesday, I was pretty convinced I wouldn't sin. Then Wednesday, I wasn't sure. Thursday, I was debating in my mind. And by Friday, I was off to the races. You see, what I needed to know is that there was an invisible thing that I was not thinking of that was on the attack and that I had no possible remedy to be able to defend myself again against if I didn't come to Christ and surrender and do what the scriptures say, which is put on the full armor of God. So here's what I'm here to tell you. The levees are about to break, and for some of you, they've already broken. For those of you, what I mean by they already broken, you were told, hey, listen, th this thing that you're doing on the job, this flirtation that you're having, it's, listen to me, listen to me, it's gonna destroy your whole family. For some of you, you already went in that direction and the levees broke. It did just that. Hey, this lie that you're keeping, hey, this is going to really have a strong effect on your close relationship. You really need to address, hey, hey, and, and it broke. So for some of you, the levees have already broke. I'm going to tell you what happened so that you can avoid it when it, when it comes up again. Now, and for others of you, it's coming. This ain't 1965. It's right around the corner. And so... Because this is so important, because every one of us have an enemy that is attacking us and attacking our mind. Because every one of us have an enemy that makes us think that it's okay to do the things that we do that are going to harm us. Because every one of us have that. We're starting this series called Equipped because we want to equip you. We want to get you ready to be equipped to defend yourself against the attacks that God says that will come. That there's this invisible world that affects our visible world in a way that you cannot understand. Now, we already know that that's true. Anybody have a little sanitizer uh, thing, like for hands? Do you have like a little, Do you, let me toss it up here if you got one. And so, and go ahead, toss it. That was a terrible throw. That was a terrible, you are off the baseball team. That's it, that's it. I was trying to have you on and you're gone now. For those of you who are hearing, I had somebody toss a thing and it was just a horrible loss. Okay. <laughs> so here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. This is hand sanitizer. Now, do you know why we put this hand sanitizer on our hands? Anybody know why? The reason why, let me tell you why. Because there's an invisible force 
out there that promises to destroy us. One that is meant to make sure that we are devastated. One that not only, this invisible force will make itself visible in the results that it produces. This invisible force will not only make itself visible in the results that it produces, but its aim and objective is not only to affect your health, but to take your life. Now, there was a time when what I just told you, if I would have said this in a room full of doctors 200 years ago, they would have said, you're out of your mind. <laughs> are you telling me, the scientists and the doctors would have said at that time, they would have said, are you telling me, and by the way, this is, um, the, the, uh, it was the germ theory of disease. And it came up, I think it was Pascal, um, somebody, I uh, forget who came up with it, but the point was, the point is this, um, that they said that there is an invisible realm that affects your visible realm and that it means to take your health if not your life. Everybody said that's insane. And yet, there were people who would go to a hospital, people who were perfectly healthy, visiting someone else. And all of a sudden, they would have an illness that they wouldn't understand because no, no doctors, could you imagine this? No doctors were even washing their hands in between patients. You said, oh, you had a broken arm? That's okay, I just came um, from someone who had the flu and I was just checking their nose and all that other stuff. And then I would go, oh, and I would affect your broken arm and then you would leave with a broken arm and the flu. Right, now, the reason it was important that doctors recognize that there was an invisible world that affect our visible world is because lives were at stake. Beloved, if you think that's true in our physical world, you have no idea how true that is in the spiritual world. And what I'm about to tell you sounds insane. You're going, Pastor Edwin, are you kidding me? Are you saying that there's an invisible world that affects my visible world and it has consequences that I can see but of enemy that I cannot? And I would say, yes. Just like. And so as a result, because we know that this exists, we, many of us carry around these. Because we are, want to be protected. We are putting on Purell, or we're putting on hand sanitizer. And today, the scriptures are going to teach us to put on the armor of God because of this invisible war that exists. Pedro, catch. Oh, you're off the team too. That's it. That's it. That was a fantastic throw. Ah, oh, that's it. The baseball team, it's done. That's it. No more. Your marriage depends on this, guys. You think your marriage is not being affected by these invisible forces? You're wrong. Hey, your singleness. You think your singleness is not being affected by these invisible forces? You're wrong. Hey, hey. Your sanity. You think that the only thing that affects your sanity are chemicals in your body or traumas that you experience? No, beloved. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. And if you don't acknowledge the invisible work that's happening and the visible, invisible war that's happening, you 
will be caught unawares and it'll devastate you. Today we're looking at Ephesians chapter 6 because God knows that this war is against your very soul and he wants to prepare us to defend ourselves against this war. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 6 and we're going to be staying here for honestly a few weeks to say the least. We're going to be here for like maybe a month or two, maybe actually closer to two months. Um, and so what I want you to do is I want you to stand. Um, it's a tradition that we have because we want to be reminded that God's word has authority in our lives. And again, if you're here, I'm so glad. If you're new and you're here, I'm super thrilled that you're here. A couple of things that we've done thinking of you. One is, uh, well, I mean, almost everything that we do, we're thinking of you. Um, but one of the things is that you have the scriptures. If you don't have a Bible with you, you have the scriptures in your bulletin so that you could read along and find out what we're talking about. Secondly, if you're over 40 like me and the, the print is too small, we'll have it on the screen. And so we've thought of you as well. Um, but we stand in reverence of God's word because he is so good and so gr gracious to us. So we stand. Um, and... We'll get to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. The Bible reads this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. And that's where our reading ends. Please be seated at the hearing of God's word. So there are certain things. There are certain things that you need to know. The big idea for today, and I need you to see this. What we need to leave with today, what I want you to grasp today, is that there's a war. And that you need to be a warrior and not just a passive spectator on the war for your soul. And so the way we're going to say that is this. Every worshiper is a warrior. Can you say that with me? All worshipers are warriors. Say it again. All worshipers are warriors. If you are a worshiper of Jesus Christ, then you need to also be a warrior. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked when you hear the shots being fired and whizzing and bullets whizzing across your ears. Don't be surprised. And what I mean by that is don't be surprised when you're, there's things that are going on in your marriage and you go, I, don't, I, I didn't think this was going to happen. How could this happen? It's like, yeah, 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 shots are being fired. Here's another way you can say it. All saints are soldiers. All saints are soldiers. So don't be surprised if war is coming. Don't be surprised if, listen to me, don't be surprised if this attack is on your children. Don't be surprised if this, there's an attack on your health. 
Don't be surprised if there's attack on your singleness. Don't be surprised if there's an attack on your integrity. And for some of you, that attack has already started, which is why, listen, the voice of experience is speaking. I can tell you how I've done things that I just, even as I was uh, singing to Jesus, Satan was reminding me of what I've done. And some of the stuff that I've done is not like 50 years ago. Some of the stuff I've done is like real, real recent. I just look at it and I just go, oh my. Oh my. And I gotta, I gotta remember, wait, wait, there's a war that's going on here. A war that I can't see but will have an effect on the scene. And so, here's what I need you to know. This, this warfare is going on. You are a soldier and a warrior in this warfare. But there are three things, at least, there are so much more that this text teaches, but there are three things that I need you to know. The number one is that in this, uh, that there's warfare here, as I need you to know about the power of the lie. The power of the lie. You see that in verse 11? In verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There's these wicked ideas, this wicked plot. Now think about this. There's a wicked scheme for your soul. Here's what I know about schemes. Schemes aren't like spontaneous. Schemes are thoughtful. Schemes are planned out. Schemes have their origin back here. Schemes are meant to take your legs out from under you. You get what I'm saying. There's a lie. All, listen, what Satan does is he accuses and he lies. Watch out for the power of the lie. Some of Satan's schemes have started way back when. You don't even recognize them. They started when you were five or six years old. And maybe, like me, you had an adult come into your room and do horrible things to you. And that the lies that he planted in that moment is the scheme and the lies that he continues to attack you with. He calls you names and picks at you through the lies that he's given. Here's the thing, though. You don't see the lies. You don't recognize the lies. You see, the schemes that Satan have are particularly for you. They wouldn't necessarily work on me. So let me tell you two um, about, I'm going to give you two principles about this lying scheme that Satan uh, uh, gives. Okay, there are two principles. And you can write this down. They're not going to be on the screen, but you should know them. One is that they're hidden, and the other is that they're powerful. So these, these lies, these schemes, here's what you need to know about Satan's traps. We can also call them traps. They're hidden, 
and they're powerful. Here's what I mean by hidden. So, um, have you ever seen, anybody here ever seen a mouse trap? You ever seen a mouse trap? Right, they're, they're small, and you can use them, there's a hundred different mouse traps. But basically, when we think of mouse traps, we think of the wooden ones with the metal thing that slams down on the thing. Okay, great, 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 great. Now, when you and I see that mouse trap, do you know why we know that it's a mouse trap? Because you're not mice. When a mouse sees the mouse trap, he thinks cheese dish. But then that trap is not meant for us, is it? See, it's meant for the mouse. Because to the mouse, it's hidden, but to everyone else, it's plain. That's why the trap that's set for you, the lie that's set for you, is hidden. Everybody else can see it. In fact, your wife probably sees it better than you imagine. Your sister probably recognizes it better than you can imagine. It's hidden. It's a lie, and it's hidden. It's a scheme. Come on, man. You know, I can't, I can't continually be married to this woman. She doesn't satisfy me. She, she, uh, she uh, lost too much weight, gained too much weight. She, she, she doesn't. Uh, this husband, he doesn't treat me. He doesn't act like this. But at work, oh, my. The conversations that I have with this person, oh, they really, they speak to my heart. Come on, man. You know you deserve a little happiness. Now, because we're on the outside, we can see that's a scheme. Right now, in your mind, you're like, hey, man, it's a scheme. It's a scheme. It's meant for you. You're trapped. Because the reason that you're trapped is because it's not meant to look like a trap to you. Right? It's, anybody remember um, the old Tom and Jerry cartoons? Do you remember when um, they had that great, um, uh, there's a, the cat had, and then the, his tongue was the red carpet, and inside his belly was a jazz club, remember? It was called the Kit Kat Club, right? And like, right, the, and, and the mouse is dressed like a pimp and just like, you know, whatever, yeah, man. And it's like, you know, going into the Kit Kat Club. But the mouse doesn't see that he's going to be devoured. I feel so stressed that I got to open up this refrigerator at 3 o'clock in the morning and just take it's just a little bit. Oh, I just, oh, it just makes me feel, it's not, at least it's not alcohol. Satan is not trying to tell you that 30 years from that point, you're going to have a heart attack because of those frequent little uh, stress relievers. Satan is not trying to tell you that. It's just, oh, moose tracks. Mmm, isn't that good? You see, it's a scheme. Do you see how, like, what, what we're talking about here, the devil's schemes aren't necessarily these like really crazy, you know, like, because when we talk about the devil and when we talk about schemes, what do you think about, right? We think about like the exorcist, you know, we think about projectile vomit, heads spinning, we think of all this stuff, but no, 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 no. These schemes of Satan are meant to 
destroy you. They're meant to harm you. See, they're lies. They're lies. So the first thing is that they're hidden. The second thing, and this is important, they're powerful. Now, we think that we're going to fall into a trap and we'll just go, well, I'll just stop. I'll just stop tomorrow. This is, the, this is the story of every addict's relapse. I'll just have, anybody know what the next word is? One. Just one time. Just one time. Just one. One, please. See, But you don't understand the second principle of Satan's lies is not only is it hidden, but it's powerful. Now, using that same uh, illustration, do you know the mousetrap? Do you know why we wouldn't use a mousetrap if we were trying to catch an elephant? Do you know why? Because it wouldn't capture an elephant. It's not strong enough. The two principles about traps is one that it's hidden and the second is that it's more powerful than you. So you could say it this way. The first principle of a trap, the first principle about Satan's lies is that one, is they're not meant to look like a trap if you're the intended trapper or trapee. Second, is that they're meant to be a stronger, the trap is meant to be stronger than you. And so, when we try to catch a, uh, when we try to catch an elephant, we those big, you know, monster traps with the teeth that go like that, and it's it's amazing. But that's because it's meant to trap. So one is hidden. Second, it's stronger than you. But then this is the ways of Satan. It's the power of the lie. Can you see? I wonder if Jesus right now isn't alerting you to your traps. As I'm speaking right now, I'm being pretty convicted myself. Second, it's the power. In this war, you need to see the power of the lie. That's verse 11. And then you need to see the insidiousness of the unseen. The insidiousness of the unseen. Liz, I forgot. Did I send you that uh, definition? Great. Put it up. The insidiousness of the unseen. What does insidious mean? Insidious means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. Proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. Do you see that here in verse 12? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Listen to me. You think you're fighting with your mother-in-law. You think you're fighting with your spouse. You think you're fighting with your kids or your boss or uh, the person who caught you off in the street. No, 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 no. That's not, I mean, of course they're being used and, and, and there's, there's fight there for sure, but that's not the real fight. The real fight, according to the scriptures, is against rulers and authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of, uh, of evil, and here's the rub, in the heavenly places. Here's what you need to know about the heavenly places. Number one, if there are heavenly places, that means that they're unseen. Minimally, it means that they're unseen. 
And second, it means that we're dealing with some powerful beings, like we said just before. This is the insidiousness of the unseen. So it's possible that Satan has set a trap for you, like the haagen one, like the, the friend at work that's becoming quickly and quicker and quicker not a friend. Like, here's, a, here's one. You don't have to attend the service. Why do you attend the service? You could watch this stuff online. In fact, there are so many uh, better preachers online. Just go there. Watch a service online. As if the congregation together, gathered together, the church, is just listening to a genius expound the word. You see, the insidiousness of it all is that it always, when Satan starts, he starts with innocent stuff. It's gradual. Remember our definition? Our definition of insidious is proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. You know, I could easily, if I'm Satan, you know one of the best ways I could destroy your marriage? Just by putting a TV in the room. You think it's like really like, whoa, I, you know, I could just send this, you know, uh, adultery and all that stuff. No, no, no. Put a TV in the room. Put a TV in your bedroom. So that when you're finally together, you're not paying any attention at all to one another. Just put a TV in the room. You know how I could ruin your... Do you see what I'm saying here? It is a gradual, it is subtle, it, is, it, it comes incrementally. When Satan comes, he comes incrementally. It's in the heavenly realms. And then finally, I want you to see this. I, and, and this is super important. So we've seen that this is, it's invisible. We've seen that it's insidious. Listen to me. Now, we have to see this. That there's the source of our strength. We'll never be able to battle this on our own. This is important. This is where the, the uh, rubber meets the road. Look at this. In verse 10. Finally, after Paul had given all the instruction about, uh, about um, theology and what you should believe and all that. He says, finally. Be strong in the Lord and in whose? His mighty power. Don't be strong. Listen to me. Don't be strong in, your, in, in what you think is your ability to say no. That's ridiculous. You know how like you've seen this before. You watch a movie and it's one of those romantic comedy movies or, or maybe, you know, not comedy, but it's just like romantic movie. And then one of the lovers is being uh, lured astray. You've seen this in a movie, right? And then what happens? They eventually get to the hotel and they start kissing. And then, do you remember what happens usually in these movies? The girl, if it's the girl, the guy, if it's the guy, grabs the other person by the shoulders and they say, no, I can't do this. And then they leave, right? That's what happens, right? It's like, because they were able to say no. You know that's not true, right? You know that's never happened one time in your life. 
Every guy here recognizes that once, once the kiss happens, it's all over. It's all she wrote. Listen to me. Listen to me. But Satan will give you a lie saying you could stop anytime you want. Anytime you want, you could stop. Just one. You're, there'll, there'll be no consequences to this. Nobody will find out. Satan is on the move. But we have a source of strength that Satan knows nothing of. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And then it goes on to say in verse 11, put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Now, the reason that we do this is because we want to take our stand. So that we have, a, check this out, we have a God of the universe who loves us well, who has given us resources so that we might fight this battle. He says, this God of the universe, he says, and if you look in Isaiah, the armor that Paul is talking about here is awfully close to the armor of God that God uses to fight Israel's enemies. Interestingly enough, isn't that interesting? So here's God's armor that he's going, here's here's my breastplate. I want you to put this on. Here's my sword. I want you to use this. Here's my helmet. God is giving you his fighting equipment. And he's saying, if you would just take this on, you would be able to see and defend yourself. And more than anything else, when the fighting's hot, sometimes you just got to be able to stand, dig your feet in and say, God, would you strengthen me for this next few minutes so that I don't go in a way or go to a place that that is going to harm me even more? Beloved, this is the war that you're in. And if we're going to be able to combat the effects of Satan, his tactics, his, um, we're going to have to be equipped. For the rest of the series, we're going to speak about being equipped. Being equipped by God so that we might be able to stand against the schemes of Satan. You, today, all we did was just let you know that there is a war going on. If you want to learn how to fight in this war, we're going to be studying the scriptures for the next uh, couple of months to find out how we can protect ourselves against this. Beloved, listen to me. You do not want to miss a single week. Make a commitment in your heart going, hey, listen, there's more here that I need to learn and there's more that I need to grow in. I need you to just make a commitment. Come each week. That's super important. Secondly, I want to encourage you, invite a friend. I bet you know someone who's in the power of the lie. If you're not that someone, I bet you know someone. And I bet if we asked that someone, they would tell us the lie that you believe, right? Like, that's just the way it is. It's easier to see other people's traps. And so what I want you to do is I want you to invite them so that we could learn together how to stand against. Now, what will this produce? This will produce stronger marriages. This will produce stronger single people. This will produce better um, results for our conscience. 
You know what I mean when I say better results for our conscience? That we won't do stuff that we'll deeply regret. Like I have stuff in my life that I deeply, deeply regret. That if you knew about me, you wouldn't want me to be your pastor anymore. But here's what I know. You got stuff in your past that if I knew about you, I might not care that you want me not to be your pastor. Because all of us got that stuff. But it all happened not because it just happened. How did I fall into this trap? Oh, it just came all of a sudden. I said, no, no, no. There's a war going on, and you weren't prepared for the battle. Okay. So with that being said, I want us to recognize that in this battle, we are called to put on the full armor of God. We're going to be talking about what that looks like in the next few weeks. Now hear me. Today we are taking communion and we're going to be taking communion probably for the rest of this series. I want every week for us to take communion to be reminded that this is Jesus who's going to win our battle. What he has done on the cross is, the, is what has won our battle for us. And so, you know this. We've talked about this lots and lots. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, there was a meal that they partook in. And by the way, we're going to have a meal in just a second. And I pray that you uh, participate in that. But in the meal, he said, this looked, he took a piece of bread and he said, this is my body broken for you because the spiritual warfare that you're going to, among other things, the spiritual warfare that you're going to experience is going to be too much for you. So my body is going to be broken. I'm the one who's going to take the bullets. I'm the one who's going to take the sword thrusts. I'm the one who's going to be harmed. This is my body broken on your behalf, for you. And then in the same meal, he takes the cup and he says, listen to me, there's going to be blood shed. We'll take it together. But I just want you to explain this to you. There's going to be blood shed because the penalty for sin is death. And rather than it being your death, Jesus said, I'll take your punishment and then exchange that and give you my righteousness. And on top of that, all of these other resources that we're going to be talking about, like the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of peace and the sword of the spirit. And you get what I'm saying. And so he poured out And he said, this is my blood. Don't forget the sacrifice that was made on your behalf because this sacrifice was very great indeed. It's because of this sacrifice that you and I could stand against the attacks of the evil one. If you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to receive Christ. And to receive Christ is simply this. To receive Christ is to agree, agree with God that we are sinners 
And when I say we are sinners, I mean literally, specifically, like not generally speaking, I'm a sinner. I, I, I have done stuff that I'm ashamed about, stuff that I don't even want to share with you. I'm a sinner. And then believe that Jesus dying on the cross on your behalf is sufficient for not only um, covering of your sin, but taking them away. And he gives you his righteousness in that. And that thirdly, as a community of faith, we obey, we do what Jesus says. We say, Jesus says, follow me. And so as a community and as individuals, we follow Jesus. First thing that he tells us to do is after we, uh, when we believe, is to be baptized. So we're baptized and we walk together and we get to know each other and we grow together in Christ. This is what's offered to you. I pray that you take it even now. Now, before we take our, um, uh, the elements, what we're going to do is we're going to reflect and confess privately to Jesus. Now, um, we have another text that we're going to look at and we're going to read together. And so I want you to read this with me if you can. Um, but I, I want you to take, we're going to take another minute to just confess. We're not going to do this in a hasty way. We're not going to do it in a rushed way. So let's read this together on the count of three. One, two, three. Father, forgive us for not taking the time to talk about the many and astonishing blessings of our salvation. For not giving the time and effort to explain our new birth, our new name our, and identity, our adoption into God's family, our experience of your love and beholding Christ's glory, our slow but radical change in our character, our growing freedom from our past and peace in our present, our power and meaning in the face of suffering, our membership in a new counter-cultural community, our mission to do justice and mercy on earth, our guidance from and personal fellowship with you, our relationship of love that go on forever, the promise of our own future perfection and glorious beauty, our complete confidence in the face of death and the new heavens and new earth, a perfectly restored material world. So you see, God, God, forgive us for not talking about all these wonderful gifts that we get in our beautiful new life with Christ. Not only for that, talking about them, but not participating and enjoying them and celebrating God over them. Would you just take some time to confess whichever one of those or all of those, and in a minute we'll come and take the elements. <clears throat> 